day to you, and welcome to Imperial Rebel Orc Podcast, Episode 20, The Ink 28 Special. Pick up the brushes, pick up the paints, pick up the models and crank the music because it's time for The Imperial Rebel Orc Podcast. <laughs> ah, spooky stuff, right? Yep, we're talking Inquisitor 28. What is Ink 28 or Inquisitor 28? It's the grimmest, darkest niche of the Warhammer world. Basically, it's a narrative-styled game um, consisting of smaller warbands instead of huge, you know, magnificent shiny armies. You've got these uh, select um, individuals in a smaller, smallish warband. I think it's roughly 10 to 15 miniatures in a warband. Technically, the game came out in 2001 and consisted of models uh, 54 millimetres in size, which is massive. Well, massive for, you know, (laughs) for a miniature. Um, And it's been adapted over to the 28 millimetre size, hence why it's called Ink 28. The game, apparently, I've never actually played it myself. Um, Sounds very, very cool, though. It's more about the the character building and the story that unfolds with these particular characters in the warband. So you have your Inquisitor and all the other members are loyal to him or her and they set about going on these adventures to wipe out any kind of heresy within the Imperium of Man. Um, it could be it could be an individual they're chasing, it could be a sect, it could be anything really um, and they're all about, yeah, cleansing and uh, <laughs> and making right the world again. So what's an Inquisitor in the 40,000 universe, Warhammer 40,000 universe? Basically, he's a chap or a chapette um, who is part of the Holy Inquisition and it's his job to root out heresy within the Imperium of Man. So he's out there getting all the, uh, you know... The, the baddies, I suppose, <laughs> who um, have either infiltrated the Imperium of Man or uh, have risen up and decided to go against the, the God Emperor. Despite the fact that Inquisitors can come from all walks of life, um, there's still quite a high standard uh, expected to become an Inquisitor. You need to be of sound body and mind, for one. You need to be deftly loyal, <laughs> uh, stoic in the face of adversity, all those kinds of all those kinds of things, you know, you can't just be, uh, you have to have, you have to have high intelligence. So that sort of scraps me out pretty much. Um, I could definitely probably be an acolyte though. <laughs> One of the more famous inquisitors in the 40k universe is Gregor Eisenhorn, made famous or infamous, depends how you look at it really, by Dan Abnett, the author, the uh, Black Books. Black Books is a very, very funny UK comedy series released in the early 2000s and starring Bill Bailey. It has nothing to do with the Black Library or Inc. 28. Uh, Black Library, (laughs) author, I should say. Um, Gregor Eisenhorn, um, yeah, he's known to be a bit of a radical, which means, you know, uh, sometimes utilising methods um, that are kind of frowned upon by the Imperium. 
An inquisitor usually has a little bit of a posse with him, which makes the gaming, you know, aspect of it a whole lot more fun. Because if you just had one miniature, one inquisitor, yeah, could be kind of cool. But like if he's facing off against a whole bunch of scary other dudes, but yeah, it's kind of cool to go into battle with a war band. You know, you've got your posse, you've got your gang, you've got your you've got your brute dude, you've got like who could be a space marine or. I don't know, like an Ogryn or something, whatever you want, really. Um, you've got your Acolytes, which are sort of like your apprentices. Um, you've got your, you could have a um, an interrogator. You can have just standard sort of warriors. They might be like a marksman or, a, um, you know, good with blades or whatever. But that's, that's kind of the fun aspect is you, you can make up these war bands. I believe there's certain rules, certain boxes you need to tick, like you can't just have everything and anything you want. You can't have like 10 dreadnoughts, for example. Um, but, you know, you can still sort of play around with these characters, which I think is is a whole lot of fun. So that takes me to my favourite aspects of Inc. 28, which is, yeah, converting, Con- build- kit bashing, building these warbands. I've never actually played Inc. 28, <laughs> but I think I've made, so far, made four or five warbands. <laughs> I see something kick off on Instagram or on the blog or wherever. It might be Tor Megiddo by uh, Echoes of the Imperium. You see something like that and you go, wow, I want to get involved. And, you know, they, they send out invitational so you can you can send off your miniatures to these these you know, international games that they sort of put on. Um, I've never, oh, I've done that once. There's there's a there's a chap who I'll do a hobby spotlight on later on down the track called Heresy of Us. Mark, I, uh, I did get involved with, he did, a, he ran a game called The Chapel, which was a, a brilliant, brilliant setting. Um, oh, back in, was it, it might have been 2017 now, so three years ago, I did get involved in that and I sent over a whole bunch of terrain over to the UK. I wish I could have gone. I wish I could have attended and got involved. Um, Unfortunately, you know, 12,000 miles away, um, yeah, is a bit of a stretch to go and play a game. So So I missed out on that one. But I did, yeah, I built my first warband, took the photos and wrote the the fluff for it and all that kind of thing. and as I say, yeah, I built some terrain pieces to be sent over as well, which which uh, Mark used in the actual game. So that was exciting. So I can see why people all over the world, even if they can't attend the game, still want to get involved. They still want to build something. It, it ignites that imagination that, that, you know, you get inspired to go, wow, I could... This guy, this interrogator, you know what? He's half orc and half human, but and he's had to fight the administratum to to be recognised as a as an interrogator or whatever you want. You can make literally whatever you want and make it fun. What the Ink Twenty Eight niche does is takes off the restraints. So instead of having to conform and go, well, I want to do um, Blood Angels and they have to be read. Instead of doing something like that or whatever, you can, you've got free reign to do whatever you want as far as how they look, as far as what they're, 
you know, the colour scheme of this warband, who the characters are and all that kind of thing. Like I mentioned before, I believe there are certain, you know, you've got to have a certain amount of points, which I don't quite understand, but, you know, you, can, you can't have every gun imaginable. It's got to work within the confines of the rules, which that's fair enough. But as far as the, the appearance or the vibe or the story of your warband, yeah, as I say, it's free reign, so you can make them look like whatever you want, which I think that's so cool because that really encourages people to use their imagination, to step outside the square and not have to go by what um, Games Workshop say, you know, as far as the, you have to paint it this way, you have to paint it that way. You can, yeah, you can just go nuts, which is, <laughs> which is very much my cup of tea. A spin-off game or concept from Inc. 28 has been the AOS 28, which is Age of Sigma 28. So the same sort of idea, except for there's no, you know, you haven't got um, LAS rifles. Uh, yeah, it's, it's very much sort of medieval type, if you like, like you've got swords and daggers and shields and battle axes and nunchucks, whatever, but there's no, um, you know, sh uh, well, you can have like uh, crossbows and stuff like that as well, I suppose, but there's no, there's no guns is what I'm trying to say. In a way, the AOS 28 is even darker. There's a darker vibe and feel to it. Um, you, you, I don't know, I can't even explain it. You just have to, if, you, if you're sort of lost with what I'm trying to explain, jump onto Google and just type in Age of Sigma 28 or AOS 28 or as well Inc 28 and you'll see what I'm trying to explain. It's such a different sort of vibe from the rest of the Warhammer world and it's so cool. He who allows the alien to live shares in the crime of its existence. But my lord, I believe he is human. This hero chap is far from human. I agree, my lord, but he has all the similar traits of a human. <laughs> my dear Inquisitor, he has no soul. I'm sorry, dear, dear Eero, but I must take your life. <sighs> Fair enough, but can I just finish the podcast? Is that cool? I will allow it, but be quick, because I'm looking forward to putting a bullet in your skull. Do you know who John Blanche is? I'm guessing most of you probably do. He's an illustrator, an artist, um, and was heavily involved with Games Workshop, the White Dwarf magazine. He's known for his like gothic sort of uh, dark, macabre, punkish kind of style of art, which obviously tied well into the Warhammer lore. Um, but really, he was really one of the, the people, the instigators, who um, gave Warhammer its look. John Blanche is also quite a fan of doing his own conversions as far as miniatures. He's made several and painted them and his style of painting and doing illustrations has translated very well over to his miniatures and this whole grim drab kind of look has become what's known as blanchitsu which is a style all of its own why am i bringing this man up this this legend of the warhammer world well because his style of painting 
is very Inc. 28. Now, I don't know exactly why, but the the whole aesthetic is very Blanchitsu. So when you're when you make your uh, little miniatures, your your Inquisitor and all his his merry little warband, and then it comes to painting them, most people, not everyone, everyone's you know you're entitled to do your own thing, of course. But most people, or most images that I've seen online, they tend to uh, incorporate the Blanchitsu style. So it's very yeah. The best way I can describe it is. Very drab, very very grim, um, lots of earthy tones, but then there'll be splashes of yellow, and then you have like um, the checker pattern in there as well. That that sort of um, that's, that's quite prominent in a lot of the Blanchitsu kind of work. The miniatures and conversions that you see are often like it's grim dark, but times a thousand. So <laughs> it's a lot grittier. Um, often the conversions are very strange, weird, wonderful, think like uh, almost like freak show kind of looking things. Like you might have a giant head um, being carried on the back of these two slave dudes or it, it's the best what the best thing you should do is type in Blanchitsu into Google image and have a look for yourself guys if you if you're uncertain as to what I'm referring to but it's it really um, inspires me it gets me definitely thinking outside the box and works perfectly for the ink 28 setting with ink 28 there's a real personal touch so Whereas instead of having a big army that's kind of like this faceless, mighty power, like Space Marines or Chaos Space Marines, um, you've got these characters and it's really centered. The, the narrative style of gaming and the warbands that you're building are really, um, there's a strong emphasis on the actual individual characters. And I think that's really cool. So you're you're not just building them, but you're giving each one a backstory. Why have they joined this this particular warband? Why is this Inquisitor hell-bent on going after the Tyranids or the Gene Stealer cultists? Like, what's his backstory? Um, yeah, and I think... I think what that does is really capture the imagination and it gets people excited. It gets people wanting, like desperately almost wanting to join in the fun and and build their own warband and tell their own story and make it theirs, make it unique. So it's no wonder people out in the world, they, they build their, they get these ideas for a warband and they're inspired by the whole Inc. 28 movement. And then they want to do a game. They want to. They want to get people involved. They want to sit down with their mates, bring your own warband, and play out this narrative style um, um, game. And so, what's happened? And obviously, because of the power of things like Instagram, um, you everyone becomes aware of it. So, like for instance, a more recent one that I've been aware of is the Gelida um, 40k one, uh, which which was just a brilliant setting set in like a really uh, a frozen a frozen world but same sort of thing you've got a war band but the different sort of spin on it was you had these big mechanical walkers which would make up a big portion of your war band so instead of having you know a dozen different individual characters you've got a big walker with maybe two or three characters and i thought that was a really cool spin on things the two big um ink 28s projects put on by somebody else and games put on by somebody else that have inspired me the most have actually come from the same person echoes of the imperium i'll be doing a hobby spotlight on him later on down the track too he did tor megiddo which is oh well, it's just 
It's so good. It's very dark. Of course, everything's very, very dark in the future, as we know. There is only war. Um, but it's a, it's a red planet. It's a dirty planet. Um, there's war bands fighting for Prometheum. There's some of the structures and the terrain pieces in this project were just out of this world. Like you had these huge terrain pieces, like buildings, but on giant mechanical legs or you had and you had bikers you had weird statues it was yeah a, a big influence for me and especially on my more recent project called hellgate but the other one the other project put out by um um echoes of the imperium was outguard as well that yeah a, a fantastic setting sort of more more aos than um ink i suppose but um yeah, but it it translated really really well. So you've got you've got like old sort of knights and and um, warriors and things like that and and weird sort of kings and oh, it was just it was it was also good. So definitely go and look up those two um, um, inks twenty eight style projects by Echoes of the Imperium. Just type type in Echoes of the Imperium, or you can type in Tor Megiddo, or you can type in Outguard, and uh, yeah, you're, you'll have your fix, your Google image fix, <laughs> as I like to call it. I feel like the Inc. 28 movement has really got some traction over the last few years. Uh, like I said, it, the game came out, the original game came out in 2001, but this Inc. 28 version seems to have really um, taken off in the last few years. As far as I'm aware, I, like I've said I, in previous episodes, I've only been around for about four or five years. Um, so I'm not sure if there was too much going on before that, but it just seems, I don't know, the last three, four years, um, it's really taken off. And I think that all started from the guys over at Iron Sleet with their big project called The Pilgrim. Now, if you want to hear more about The Pilgrim, a more in-depth look at The Pilgrim, I implore you to jump over to The Wire Brothers podcast, which is called Dragged Into Turbo Lasers, and listen to episode nine. Because you know what, guys? They were actually there. They went and actually got involved in the game. They talked to the people behind the whole thing. Um, they, they, you know, talk about the storyline and all the events leading up to the great day as well, when everyone sort of from all over the world um, met up and, and, and got involved and played this game called The Pilgrim put on by Iron Sleet. So go check that out, Dragged Into Turbo Lasers, Episode 9. So if you want to have a go at putting together your own Ink 28 warband, I definitely think you should. It's so much fun. Um, the best thing I could probably... Uh, advise is getting some 40k bits and then getting some empire bits from the old warhammer stuff um and mixing and matching a few of those things together and i reckon just use your imagination don't be afraid to try new things give it a go and i reckon you'll have a whole lot of fun it's the imperial rebel org podcast for the hobby spotlight on episode 20 the Inc. 28 special. I've got a few to throw at you, so I won't go into depth too much with each individual one because of uh, because of time restraints. But I just want to throw a few names and websites and stuff out there for you to go and look up if you're not familiar with them already. Of course, I'm guessing a lot of you listening to this podcast probably are. But for those of you who aren't, I definitely recommend you go and check some of these people out. 
First up, we have Nicholas Grillet. He's been around for quite some time. He loves the Ink 28 setting. He's an artist outright, like illustrator, artist, painter, everything like that, and he's brilliant. It's often, often his work is sort of uh, errs on the side of darker kind of subject matters. Um, his miniature conversions are just astounding, really, really cool. And he's, you've definitely got to look up on Instagram, Nicholas Grillet. Look up his um, gaming board that he did for, I think it was for Mordheim 2019. And <laughs> it's just, talk about world building. Like this this piece is, is just phenomenal. So that's Nicholas Grillet, N-I-C-O-L-A-S-G-R-I-L-L-E-T. I believe he's working for Games Workshop now. But um, yeah, a real gentleman and just love his work full stop. There's a website you should check out that's got a whole bunch of collective work there called Ex Profundis, E-X-P-R-O-F-U-N-D-I-S, Ex Profundis. Um, I haven't seen much, they've got a blog, they've got a gallery, um, all that kind of thing. I haven't actually seen any movement on the blog since about 2018, I think, so not sure what's happening with the website, but definitely definitely go and check it out because the conversions will will blow your mind go check out into the gray north or one word his work is very gothic very spooky very eerie very very cool he's on instagram into the gray north staying on instagram check out glow labs that's one word with an underscore at the very end glow labs underscore um he's got some some creepy little monsters and some very macabre looking characters if you enjoy reading as well as looking at pretty pictures then definitely check out eternal hunt eternal.hunt.wordpress um the blog there is brilliant very in-depth and very engaging and his conversion work is astounding there's a whole bunch of artists out there that i'd love to mention but it's just just too many and i just don't have the time to squeeze them all into this this little podcast of mine um but i will be doing future spotlights of course definitely on echoes of the imperium definitely on heresy of us definitely on iron sleet and definitely on a lot more as well but i just want to make a few mentions today on this episode this special episode one more thing i'd like to mention is the 28 mag now this is a magazine put together by hobby enthusiasts just like me and you who have a mad passion in particular for ink 28 or aos 28 inquisimunda it's so good. There's there's two volumes out currently. Now, this is, uh, what are we, June 2020. There's two volumes out, and each is just as good as the other. So good. Like, if you love anything to do, no, it doesn't, you know what? You don't even have to be into Ink 28. You can just be into Warhammer stuff and, and lore and mythology and that kind of thing. And art, if you just love art, if you love the darker type arts and you know, go and check this magazine out. It's uh, available to download for free. Just type in Ink 28 Mag and you'll definitely find it or 28 Mag, you'll find it. And yeah, download it and get lost in it because it's so cool. If you'd like to contact me for any reason, you can via email, imperialrebelorc at gmail.com. You can DM me or just comment or have a look at my lovely little pictures on my Instagram, which is imperialrebelorc. Um, and you can also follow and read my blogs over on imperialrebelorc.wordpress. 
I'm still chipping away with painting my Hellgate bits and bobs, um, but now after talking about Ink 28 so much, I feel the need to possibly do some conversions and buildings and kit bashing. So I dare say I might go home and um, make another little war band. Who knows? I have some sad news. Well, it might be good news. Depends how you look at it, I suppose. <laughs> um, I'm going to rein back a little bit. Now, about three, four weeks ago, I decided to, or maybe even longer, I decided to do two episodes per week, um, releasing on a Friday and then on a Monday as well. Now, I think I've bitten off a little bit more than I can chew, to be honest. I thoroughly, I'm thoroughly enjoying what I'm doing, don't get me wrong, but I also run another podcast. I also uh, run my own full-time business. I also am a dad and a husband and a friend, and I also have to try and squeeze in time there to do to actually make models and paint them. <laughs> so now these little uh, bite-sized episodes that I do don't take long, but there's still a bit of effort. It's not just chatting away and then, you know, not just pressing record and chatting away. There was a little bit involved, but I, I'm definitely still very much enjoying it, definitely still going to put them out, but I'm just going to step back a little bit and do one episode per week. So it will be releasing on each on each Friday. That's Australian time. Um, so don't, you know, don't go and do anything drastic and start looting and smashing the place up because <laughs> because I'm still here, guys. I'm still here. Every week, you'll still be getting a nice, bright, shiny episode. But yeah, instead of inundating you with two per week, it's going to be one per week. As always, thank you very much for listening. I really, really appreciate it. If you could tell your friends and family or whoever you think might be interested in this little podcast of mine, I would really, really appreciate it because uh, the best form of advertising is word of mouth, in my personal opinion. This has been episode 20. It's been a lot of fun. I very much enjoy the Ink 28 setting. Uh, The movement is just cool. Go and have a look at it. Get involved. Have fun. And I'll see you on episode 21. You've been listening to The Imperial Red Owl Podcast.